Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Patreon, we're here. It's the preview before the, before the paywall. Mm-hmm. So... We're doing deeper dives as usual. And this week we covered Danny Elfman's Batman theme, how it carried into other versions of Batman, but we missed one. And I can't believe I forgot about this one. Harley Quinn season three, Batman begins forever. The best episode from last season, in my opinion, uh, Harley Quinn goes into Danny uh, into Bruce Wayne's head. And the Danny Elfman theme is played at certain points in this episode. So right. Got to acknowledge that too. Uh, so yeah, they play it as an echo of Batman, the animated series. They have Harley and Batman stand on top of uh, this explosive thing. And uh, of course the lightning illuminates them just like in the opening of BTAS. Uh, and of course they make sure to have a ton of references to previous Batman adaptations, including the animated series and Batman returns. So uh, Until that season missed. took a nosedive. <laughs> yeah, sadly. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully the next season is better. I thought their anti-Valentine's Day special was pretty funny, though. So hopefully that's the yeah. indication that's going to get better. Oh, man, I read that Clayface one bad day, and I was reading it in the Clayface voice from the <laughs> <laughs> I, I am an actor. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll get to Clayface in a bit, but uh, yeah, we're, we're excited for that. Um, yeah. But uh, another instance of Elfman that I didn't go over in the main show is that uh, Elfman did write themes for the other Batman, for the Batman villains, for the other characters, being Joker, Catwoman, and Penguin, of course, in, in 89 and Returns. And they haven't carried the same legacy as the Batman theme. You don't really hear the Joker theme carrying over into other versions or Catwoman and Penguin carrying into other versions. But the Joker theme... Uh, that Elfman wrote, which is mainly Waltz to the Death. It's the waltz type music that plays when uh, Joker's dancing with Vicky in the cathedral in 89 and Batman's fighting the thugs. Uh, that was used again in Lego Batman. Yes, not nice. the Lego Batman movie, but the Lego Batman video games. Uh, so that used reused the theme in the Lego Batman 2 video game and the film version Lego Batman DC Superheroes Unite. So uh, that is there. But uh, nice. yeah, be sure to check out the uh, Elfman episode if you haven't already that released this week. This is kind of the deeper dive into that. So uh, we said the Elfman theme was the Batman theme to carry over into different continuities. And there is one other Batman theme that does the same thing. And it is not the Batman 66 theme. Uh, I say that because the Batman 66 theme has been referenced, but was not like repeated as the main theme outside of like Batman 66 related stuff. So, uh, again, this is not nowhere near as famous as Elfman's version, but I thought it'd be worth uh, pointing out because I have not actually found anyone else point this out before. 
So okay. this might be this might be an exclusive. So uh, even though it's it's out there, it's just I might be the first one to point it out. Uh, so this is Australian composer Robert J. Crawl. Robert has worked on DC movies that are animated, the, the animated ones, even though we do see this uh, DC logo behind him uh, of the Flash that's in the opening animation. So I'm not sure what that's for. Uh, but uh, he has safer, basically. Maybe we got a time code thing on the left on the on the top oh, left. So I don't yeah. know. Uh, but yeah, Carl has worked on DC movies and has subtly composed original themes for both Batman and Superman that he has carried over across every adaptation that he's worked on, regardless of whether or not it's been in the same continuity. So uh, the Batman theme that he first started on was on the animated movie Batman Gotham Knight in 2008. This is a special movie because it's the anthology of animated Batman shorts in, you know, anime style meant to tie into the continuity of Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. There's a bit of a debate on whether or not it actually is in continuity with that, especially since it's got like Killer Croc in it, uh, which doesn't seem like he would fit into the Nolan verse. But at the time, it seemed like this is the movie that's like in between Begins and The Dark Knight. Um, did you okay. see this? I forgot if we talked about this. No. No, I've never seen this. Is this good? We will check this out. We will check this out. It's it's uh, there. It's an anthology, so there are different ones. So I there are ones that I didn't like, and there are ones that I really liked. So it's a mixed bag, okay, um, to me. Uh, but the true to form, there's also a novelization of this that like ties all the stories that are in it into like one continuous story. And oh my God. it's way better. So once again, this novelization, the, it's by Louise Simonson. She does. She pulls a Peter David with the shit uh, and stuff. So uh, okay. we'll probably do that at some point. But uh, Robert J. Crawl did the music for this. And Crawl composed music for the segments Field Trip and Deadshot, where Batman faces off against Deadshot. And it's his theme that plays at the beginning of the end credits. And uh, I'll play the little portion here. So here we go. That's it. That's, okay. that's Batman theme. So uh, yeah, that's the opening. And at first, I was just like, "All right, cool. It's in, it's the got it's the Gotham Knight uh, music." But I didn't realize until later on that when he got more involved with stuff, he would carry that same theme over into other ones. So uh, he then did the music for Arkham First, uh, the Arkham First movie, Batman Assault on Arkham, which is basically Suicide Squad uh, in 2014. So crossing continuities here though still voiced by Kevin Conroy. Uh, and then he carries this theme again into the Justice League Dark movie in 2017 of Jason O'Mara's Batman. Um, this is the only one from that continuity that Crawl composes that has Batman as a character in it. So I think this is the only time his theme is used for the Jason O'Mara Batman. It's the one with a shit monster, right? Yeah, it is. Yes, I forgot about I can't, that. I can't believe they made that. <laughs> I couldn't have thought of anything else. I mean, maybe they're just trying to be fun, have a fun, you know, thought it was funny, but he literally, <laughs> literally a shit monster. Yeah, I forgot about it. I mean, I've seen that movie maybe like three times and I still don't remember everything about it. It's just. Oh, it's, I've seen it I, once I it, and that's that's the only thing I remember about it. it. It just doesn't like it should be cooler than what it is, in my opinion. I know there's a in lot our of opinion. potential. Yeah, you know, uh, Gunn's too smart to not do anything with this. I know. Uh, 
they'll get I, this has got to be made at some point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, Crawl does the Batman music for this one. Same theme. And then finally, he briefly uses it in last year's adaptation of Injustice. He actually plays it, I think, only once because I actually I watched the, mo- the movie just to see if he would use this. <laughs> as well as the fact that I hadn't seen it yet. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, he uses it once when Batman's flying off in the Batwing with Nightwing. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, my God, this movie, uh, the reputation of this movie is not good. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah. I'd seen the, the reviews on it, and then I checked it out. I'm like, surely it can't be this bad. And then, you know, it's, oh God, like, it, it's basically the, I don't know how the comics are like, and I'm sure the video game is fun, but the actual story for this one is just like, it's every grim, dark shit that people accuse DC of in one movie. Uh, like, so that's kind of what the comics are, but I think the yeah. stories, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I, yeah. I have read the first God trade, maybe two trades. I, it's been years, Yeah, but uh, it, it's a lot of grim, dark shit, but the thing is, at least that's what it's like that. It's seemingly like that's the purpose of this. Like, let's yeah. just that's this whole series thing is being as grim, dark as fucking possible. So if it's like DC, you want to get out of your system, put it all in justice. It's all good. It's got a relationship to Mortal Kombat. So. You know, this whole dark thing makes sense here. So why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of pretty much like, eh, this is this is just not my thing. But maybe if I were more in the mood for it, then I can check out like the movie again or the comics and stuff. But that's the uh, comics that's are not a knock against crawl. The comics are not bad. I think they're they're okay. Mm-hmm. They're you know it's just a lot of like wild shits. Like oh, they're really good. they're really going for it in this you know. So well, the. In, the people have been talking about this too, and it's very early in the movie, so it's it's not a, a huge, huge thing. But Joker kills Flash, and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> He's never oh, mentioned man. again. Flash is never mourned. There's no funeral for him. He just dies, and people there's like no mention that it even happens. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> like well, that's why Superman that puts his fucking fist through his goddamn rib cage. Well, yeah, as well as killing Metropolis and Lois and, and all that stuff. It's just, it's, again, it's, it's all grim, dark shit that, that uh, it's supposed to be. And that's fine if that's, if that's, you know, what it is. But uh, I guess it's just, it's just not my thing, uh, at least at this time. No, Maybe when I'm more in the yeah. mood for it, then I'll check it out. The thing about like Injustice, if I, I don't think there's ever been like a good Superman in it. Like he goes evil immediately, right? Yeah, but he also has he has another super he brings in another superman to fight this superman no i forgot about that part it's just i i don't know i I remember like in the in the storyline in the game the game has its own storyline too i think (laughs) right they're all they're all similar ish but Mm -hmm. uh the like it just feels like what are we ever gonna see like good superman in this fucking game (laughs) you know that's that's what i was thinking but well, anyway, let's move yeah. on. Yeah, I just I just figured that like maybe they bring in the good Superman to fight the evil Superman, so you have the option of playing as that Superman instead or something. But do you know. like? Did we talk about this? Do you like the cape going into the S shield? No, I don't. I like don't. It. I don't really like it either. But I definitely have talked with people that really like that design. So I, I think it works for the Injustice Superman because it's it's a visual distinction. But that's right. the Injustice Superman. Yeah, 
it's if it's not Injustice Superman and it does that, then I'm just like, you don't need to do that. Like it's yeah, it works. I don't, I don't love it either. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the Injustice stuff. In the uh, full Patreon episode, we'll discuss other superhero themes that cross into different continuities and mediums. But uh, that's for the Patreon. But before we go behind the paywall for the public, I'm sure people want to know our opinions about some news that was announced last week. So. Let me track the timeline on this. A while back, there were rumors that may not be true that uh, a character was going to be in the Penguin show who is like a, it's almost like a failed actor type of thing. And people are just like, could this be, you know, could this be? <laughs> Finally, my time to shine. And then Hollywood Reporter, I believe, or it was one of the trades reported that Matt Reeves was working on a whole Batman universe that would include spinoff movies that include different Batman villains. Clayface was listed on that along with uh, Professor Pig and Scarecrow. And then Mike Flanagan, who's worked on a lot of horror projects for Netflix, director of also the director of uh, Dr. Sleep and stuff, has been on record in the past saying that he has a great Clayface pitch idea for like a body horror type of project. And then last week, Deadline reports that Mike Flanagan pitched a Clayface movie to James Gunn and Peter Safran uh, for the DCU or potentially Elseworlds uh, as kind of its own thing. And the DC has not said no to it. And uh, Flanagan himself tweeted that basically a lot of this right now is speculation and uh, he'll let us know if anything's happening, which kind of to me says like, hey, a pitch probably did happen. But yeah, yes, that's a, a pitch probably did happen, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a yeah. matter of they, they're considering yeah. it right now and weighing it against everything else they're doing. And the big thing is in the same deadline article, they said that Clayface, even though some things have been changed around, Clayface is looking to be in the Batman Part 2. And it's been about a week since they announced it, and neither James Gunn nor Matt Reeves or even Mattson Tomlin have debunked this. So this is the thing. This is two different Clayface things, right? Yeah. So, so the Matt Reeves one is his own Clayface thing, and then the, mm -hmm. the Flanagan one is another fucking Clayface thing. So we're like, these are probably not connected at all. So no. But it's kind of cool that Clayface is... We're going to get him in one way or another here coming we're up in the next zero few to years. Yeah. <laughs> zero insane. to 100, pretty no much, movies, man. Yeah. Two movies. <laughs> Fuck, uh, I'm down for it. Sure, why not? He's yeah. always been one of my favorites, personally. I know. I knew you would love this news, too. I, I, and also, it's exciting, too, because of the fact that it's it's someone who hasn't been... Like, he's been in the, the TV shows, but he hasn't been in the live-action movies before. And uh, just to bring the pathos from that animated series, two-parter, Feet of Clay... Uh, or even from, you know, the Batman animated series had their own Clayface origin. That was a two parter that was also really good uh, as well. That uh, the Clayface of tragedy is what was called. If you have that type of thing, then like I could definitely see it like a body horror movie in the vein of the fly for Flanagan's thing, which could be like its own Elseworlds sort of shit. And I also wonder, too, I guess the big question is, which Clayface are they going with? I think. You know, well, okay, with with Flanagan's, it looks right. like it'll be Basil Carlo. That's the that's my gut feeling, but with the Reeves one, it's probably like that Golden Age one. Man, I don't know his name, but you know what I mean. Like that, that picture, that'd be Carlo. Yeah, it'd be it'd be okay. Well, yeah, because Carlo started off as the you know the actor who didn't like that they were doing a remake of him, and so he dressed up in his old villain thing and started killing people with a knife. But it'd be uh, like not monster version, Carlo, right? 
Right. And then he became, he becomes a monster version later on. I think, I think it was after the animated series. I might be wrong, but uh, he, he ends up getting the shapeshifter abilities from Matt Hagen. Uh, so that's still an element of it. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it, most likely Flanagan is, is, has a body horror idea. F- so that lends itself to, uh, you know, the shapeshifter mud monster Clayface. So it could be Carlo when he's got the powers or Matt Hagen, uh, who's the original one with the powers or even Preston Payne, who's this guy in like the, uh, the, the glass helmet thing. Who's like very touch burns you and stuff. Or I think what would be cool for the Flanagan one is if he uh, is leading the mud pack, which is all the clay faces. What if it's a whole bunch of them? And stuff. I mean, I don't know, Phil. I don't know, man. I, don't think do I mean, that, may- maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I kind of trust Flanagan when it comes to horror because Midnight mm-hmm. Mass fucking ruled. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I haven't seen his other shit at this point, so don't quote me on any other stuff. But uh, the, I mean, I love that we're getting all this news. It does mm-hmm. feel like the Reeves one. I I kind of do want to see that. I mean, it'd be cool if they did the monster version too. And they're like, well, fuck it. We're going to have monsters now in the Reeves verse, but Mm. they probably will do the, you know, that version where he's kind of like wearing like a purple Dick Tracy suit, get up with a a knife in his hand. And like, it's going to be again, very film noirish, but uh, you know, a lot and a lot more, uh, you know, realistic, uh, compared to a monster um but uh is that version just as tragic would you say because the one that was in feet of clay always read like the, the tragedy of that character really played very well yeah no it, it's not nearly as tragic it just it's just basically this dude's this actor's ego just couldn't handle it like that's how it feels like in the golden age one as opposed to like this guy could have been something you know i'm not an actor anymore i'm not even a man which is you know but, from the from that animated series thing that I just love. It would not pay, in the original. It would again play into the um, you know detective aspect of Batman again, which mm-hmm. is great. And another big plus is it's not Hush. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I think the most I think the easiest one to bet on is the Golden Age one. Well, partly yeah. like in my heart, I'm also just like yeah, but who really wants to see that one over the mud, <laughs> like shapeshifter one, bro, <laughs> like I'm, I'm with you, but I, I'm totally with you. Like, that's yeah. really what I want to see. But if they want to, if they want to keep, if they're trying to differentiate the two universes, they're going to have probably very realistic Reeves verse. And then DCU gun verse will mm-hmm. be, you know, you're a little bit more, a lot more outlandish characters. So right. maybe we'll see both. Uh, and maybe we'll have the Flanagan, you know, villain one in the DCU. Yeah. You know, as opposed so, to an Elseworlds, as opposed to Elseworlds like Jokers, you know, there's nothing, there's no mm-hmm. reason to say that it's one way or the other at this point. So why not? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, maybe we'll see two different clay faces at this point. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, but maybe. it's, it's so awesome that we're getting this character and it, lo- it looks like at this point in, in some way or another. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think maybe the reason why Flanagan hasn't gotten an answer from DC Studios if Deadline is to be believed is because maybe they're just waiting on how it goes with the Reeves version. That plus, you know, they're they're literally making it up right now. They don't yeah. know. 
they're not. Yeah. They're 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 Let's merely men, men, right? Before they are me- <laughs> they are but merely men, Ben. Mm-hmm. They will, you know, they don't have all the answers just yet. <laughs> trying to we're weighing all the options mm-hmm. for sure, sure. So, uh, yeah, that's the clayface one, and uh, so we'll see what happens. But we're looking forward to it either way. And uh, in the meantime, uh, we just got saw the trailer for Blue Beetle. The morning of this recording. So uh, let's talk about that. This suit looks amazing. Oh, like, yeah. They pulled this shit off really well. Ben, uh, go ahead with your thoughts in general. I I think that this is going to be the second hit of DC stuff. Clearly, the first so. one was not Shazam. Nope, <laughs> it was not. The first one was not Shazam at all. The Flash, I think, has a really good... I don't think Blue Beetle is going to do more than The Flash simply because you're. it's... It's hard to beat the nostalgia and universe shattering type shit. Um, but I think you've Everybody got. Everybody knows the Flash, too. You know, even though no one's yeah. seen a movie of him yet. Yeah. It's kind of just one of those characters that's been well around known, yeah. for a long time. And, my, you know, my mom knows the Flash. And and also the Flash was a had a big presence uh, on um, Big Bang Theory, too, oh, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, any, not Blue Beetle. Yeah. Uh, so Blue Beetle, I think they're smart. I think the the not just Latino communities will show up, but also like Cobra Kai fans, considering they got Solo Maraduena, uh in oh, this yeah. role. So I'm like, dude, like that was the perfect casting, not just because he fits the character, but because he already has an audience fan base for this. So uh, there's that aspect. I think the movie was a good. Sh- I mean, the trailer was a good showcase of uh, the fi- family dynamic uh, that's going to make it different from other things and um i know i might be jumping a little bit ahead because i know you brought up like uh to me earlier that they didn't really showcase the villain but i'm like you know what maybe don't make the same mistake as shazam fury of the gods where you emphasize villains that nobody gives a shit about yeah <laughs> and, true. and just that's true focus on like okay who's the hero and shit because like if you look at the original iron man trailers like there was barely any jeff bridges well, you, that is true you don't that see any you didn't really see much of the villains in any of the phase one stuff at all uh, yeah. in, in the trailers because it was all about like okay who what makes this hero cool and so now it's emphasizing all right blue beetle is different because of the scarab thing it's because of um not just because he's latino but also because of the family dynamic like there's different aspects to this outside of his race of course but uh that that make this character interesting and there's a legacy aspect too like in the background we see the original blue beetle costumes from dan garrett and ted cord so they are honoring the uh, the previous iterations of Blue Beetle and who knows if we'll see we'll end up seeing them either in like flashbacks and shit but uh, I think I think it looks good uh, we'll we'll have to find out more when we get closer to it but uh, this again this suit is the best thing about it I think it's, it's just the perfect representation <laughs> of uh, of the Blue Beetle suit in live action that I don't think like if they fuck this part up like people would have revolted so the fact that this is already so well done right out of the gate is a good sign. Oh, dude. I watched this trailer like three times today. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. it's just like the gut reaction is just like, this is going to be good. <laughs> it's just the, it has a very good vibe. Um, I feel like, how can I put it? Man, I usually get able to break it down more than I am right now. So yeah, the suits, the suits, suits fucking great. Common Rider, the Japanese you know, tokusatsu hero, mm-hmm. by the way, ping pong flicks also is already talking about the tokusatsu, you know, Japanese special effects uh-huh. relationship 
uh, well, I wouldn't say relationship, but the parallels one can draw possibly uh, between the suit, especially because Common Rider is based on a fucking um, grasshopper kind of design. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see. And that. this is this is a beetle, right? So it's, it's like the bug design is there. Plus, you have the kind of um, what do you call it? Like like the Buster Sword, like this Final Fantasy VII sword he has. Another Japanese kind of. Uh, callback uh yeah. it's what it's looking like and um you know it's not just doesn't just hold the sword he's doing like kind of kung fu martial artsy type of moves yeah in this last shot and very good movement too i i, I you know i don't know if i call myself a stickler for movement but i don't know like i've just really like pay attention to to movement i guess i don't know what man like that's what i love about snyder shit too is the movement his movement's always so dynamic and fluid and good he looks and like I, he knows what he's doing he doesn't look like some kid who's who's just like oh shit i don't know what to do in this yeah shot. like it looks like he, this is like maybe third act shit where he's just like all right i i control the scarab now the scarab doesn't control me like that type yeah of thing. like let's fucking go like, it's a fucking excellent shot the bus splitting in half was cool yeah um, that was cool uh, and and solo man my god dude like, there's a couple scenes in cobra kai where he's like crying mm-hmm. and like i do feel it like i don't know my, i just maybe it's just one of those actors i vibe with mm-hmm. just i vibe with solo dude i really do this mm-hmm. guy is the perfect pick uh i love them in this trailer too and it's it's just i you cannot they struck gold with this fucking guy yeah. you know we're gonna make the first you know, uh, Latino, you know, led, uh, and largely Latino cast, uh, superhero film. And it's looking excellent. It's looking really great. And like the, the other thing too, he turns into the superhero in front of his whole family. And mm-hmm. usually it's kind of a private. There's alone is in a fucking alleyway or whatever the fuck an yeah. alien finds his him room. in a meadow. Yeah. Yeah. Or some shit. Right. Like it's usually like really like, uh, a secret for a long time, but, that's something I noticed in this trailer. It's like, oh, that's interesting. He fucking, it's like not a secret at all to his family, <laughs> right? From the fucking get go, because they, they see him. this, yeah, they see the scarab like, uh, you know, attached to him, like as you know, first thing. So it's, I, I that to me, that's kind of an interesting enough dynamic that's different from everything else that we've seen actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the family dynamic is going to be interesting as well. And in that, and uh, Lopez saying Batman's a fascist and shit is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, you know, I love it. Even though I know we don't agree with that st- sentiment on our podcast, but I, at the same time, even though I don't, I don't agree with that personally, I love seeing the different perspectives in universe. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's where, um, that's where I draw the line too. I'm just like I kind of yeah. laughed. It didn't really annoy me because it's not some random, some random person on Twitter who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like it, it's 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 a random guy in the DC universe who doesn't know what he's talking about. Where no, it makes that, sense. Yeah, know? it's played for jokes, mm-hmm. and it's if you're fleshing out a universe, and this is a character that people know in that universe, then everybody's going to have a different opinion, and mm-hmm. uh, it's you know it's cool to see those different opinions said uh especially in you know in a comedic way yeah um but yeah dude so this comes out like a month it's like a month and a half or something after the flash they're gonna have like a one-two punch here yeah yeah i mean this, I, I think flash is the one that you're just like all right this seems like it's a guaranteed hit and this is the like almost like the sleeper one the one that's gonna just it's the surprise punch afterwards 
dude it, it looks so good uh, i mean i felt like the little kid in me get excited about this film this was just such a great trailer like the flash is like pretty really heavy and it'll probably be great but this will mm -hmm. this one will probably be a little bit lighter and and just straight up fun and mm -hmm. um i mean I, yeah there was like not much wrong with this trailer really yeah. at all it's just so good man i'm excited to see dc like actually and this is again everybody this is also pre-gun coming aboard mm -hmm. this movie was shot edited yeah. vfx he might have had the fucking say on a on a goddamn you know in the credit scene maybe but this is actually dc got it right before gun on this one so <laughs> right. that's, that's, yeah that's that's kind of cool to see that and mm -hmm. um if if deadline is to be believed i don't know if this is your next slide or not but if <laughs> no go if, ahead if if they're this seemingly at this point in time as of this recording this will be the first dcu movie <laughs> because they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna carry over him especially if he fucking succeeds right which he probably will mm -hmm. uh uh, they're going to carry over him into the DCU and not Aquaman 2, even though that comes out after this movie. I know it's complicated, but it's going to get a lot more simple after Gunn really takes over. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so actually, maybe this is the prologue to the DCU and then Superman Legacy is chapter one. You know what that's I mean? What I, that's how I kind of see it too, where it's yeah, just like yeah, there's, yeah. there's probably not anything in here that ties it to any continuity. It's just, it's just a world where other superheroes exist. But like you don't oh, yeah. see a cameo of a specific Superman or Batman. They're just mentioned and some or something like that. So I think that's probably most likely what we're going to get. But who knows? We could be wrong. And there's like some random post credit scene uh, afterwards. But for all we know right now, it seems like, no, we kept it to just Blue Beetle. It, like the other Blue Beetle characters are people, you know, the other characters in this movie are Blue Beetle characters. You know, it's very insular. But like, there's nothing in it that would contradict any future continuity, um, and I think I think there's something cool about that because of the fact that like it can easily get fit into the upcoming DC universe, and it could also establish some goodwill towards this upcoming universe because already you know you got people complaining about how like Cavill's not a part of it, and you know Affleck's not a part of it, and and like you have an element here that is not connected really to anything that Gunn has done before taking over that uh, could get included. And so it's just like, well, this thing that's a major hit can get included without causing any continuity errors uh, or any disputes with, uh, with uh, you know, any behind the scenes shit that's been going on. It'll be fingers. so, it'll be so awesome if like Blue Beetle, if like Jaime brings in the DCU. I mean, yeah. fuck, who gives a shit? Why not, man? If it's going to be fun and kind of fits with what guns doing already then well, uh, i mean who, who knew that iron man would be the one to bring in a whole marvel cinematic universe as opposed to x-men or spider-man even though like yeah they had movies beforehand but they weren't the ones who started the whole like the actual continuity oh for sure you got one red iron suit guy and you got one blue iron suit electric <laughs> dude so why not maybe this is our iron man who knows but and mixed with spider-man a little bit actually everything about this is winning now the more i talk about this <laughs> we just combined <laughs> iron man and spider-man made him latino that's what we did <laughs> i mean shit dude <laughs> hey, it it works. Like, this, trailer, this trailer was a fucking breath of fresh air again it's just yeah it's just so good dude love the sword I, the highlight for me kind of like a, i mean i was loving it already and then he does mm -hmm. the fucking sword move on the ground and then does the fucking matrixy type hand movement at the end yeah i'm ready dude my it body works. is ready for it this film well. nice. yeah
All right, well, that's our thoughts on the Blue Beetle trailer. Let us know what you think in the comments. In the meantime, I think it's, I think we're ready to go behind the paywall. Here we go. Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking this up every episode. Here we go. We're behind the paywall. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.